0: Hello, nomads, and welcome to episode thirty of the Nomads of Fantasy podcast. My name is Brandon. I am your host, and I'm also here with Eric. I have to believe in a world outside my own mind.
1: Well, that's it. Oh, that's, oh, it. that's, that's it. it. Okay, that was good. That's it.
0: <laughs> Why did I feel like there's more to that? Why are we
2: pausing? I don't know. <laughs> and Dave, remember Sammy Jenkins? <laughs> of course. Oh, man.
0: Standard. That was good. I um, I actually have a not that I do quotes, but I I have a quote from this movie. Um, not verbatim, but he says, "How am I to heal if I cannot feel time?" And I thought that was really good. Um, something that I noticed on like my fifth watching of this movie. We're talking about Memento. It's a movie that came out. When did this movie come out? Two thousand one. Two thousand one. Right. Yeah, it's a while ago by Christopher Nolan. Great early flick in his portfolio. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we're talking about Memento here. But before we get too far into it, uh, Eric, do you want to plug our social? Sure. Um, if you want to get in touch with us, uh, any thoughts on Memento,
1: Memento, that's the name of the movie, or um, you just want to reach out to us, you can uh, email us at nomadsoffantasy@gmail.com. at gmail.com. You can also go to our website the com, where you can find all of our backlog of episodes social channels
0: and we're at Nomads of fantasy on Twitter and Instagram yeah uh so we picked the movie memento Dave and I have seen this movie Eric you have not I'm a first timer so I love when this happens when somebody has seen it and then somebody hasn't seen it it, it makes good conversation so uh, especially this one. Yeah, and this is a unique one. Um, I think we picked this movie a while ago. We knew we were going to talk about it, so here we are. Uh, before we get too far, let's do a quick catch-up on what we've been up to, if there's anything you want to plug on TV, a movie, video. I'm pretty sure we're all playing the same video game right now, but uh, let's go with Dave. Why don't you start us off? Uh, I
2: mean, I think the only thing that I've been doing that you, I know you guys have been doing is I watched Red Notice, came out on Netflix. It's like oh, is that the rock? Heist, is that the rock movie? heist movie? Yeah, Rock, Ryan Reynolds, and uh, Gail Gal Gadot. Um, it's pretty standard heist flick. You know, it has its cheesy parts. You figure, you get Dwayne and Ryan together; they're you know kind of perfect for each other. Um, I don't know. I've never been a big Gal fan. I think her acting's a little wooden. But I didn't finish uh, that movie. That's what it I have was, to say about it. <laughs> Yeah, it was. There's a lot of the standard tropes, and all the chuckle parts come from Ryan Reynolds saying things that Ryan Reynolds says. You know, basically, all those are the times where I was laughing. But you know, it's a standard movie. If you got time to kill, it's
1: not worth. It's it's worth it, but I wouldn't go in with high expectations. How do you guys feel about The Rock? Like, I feel like at this point he's just like a caricature. Like, I like him. He reminds he's a likable me guy,
0: but like Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yes, where he's like this giant guy, and. He's like an like we don't really care about his acting. I mean, sometimes he delivers decent acting, I guess, but I don't think he's going to win an Oscar in his career. But he, you know, <laughs> right now he's going through that probably not movies. Yeah, he's just I don't know. It's just like you just need a jacked dude who can do comedy in action. He's your guy. And that's what Schwarzenegger was for a mm-hmm. while. So he's a likable guy and like
1: he's got the charisma and everything. And it's fun but to watch salmon, him. And it's like. It's like
2: oh, it's The Rock again. Like it's the kind of you can't, you know. Yep. I don't know. He needs to be a
0: bad guy, or he needs to do a drama. I was gonna say he plays kind of plays the same will.
1: character in everything he's in. Like he's just The Rock, you know, It's that character in every movie, no matter what character. Did you see? He's the, it, jung- did you see Jungle Book? Uh oh, the Jungle Cruise, you mean?
0: I, I'm sorry, yeah, Jungle Cruise. No, yeah, no. Disney. But I,
1: every time I boot up
0: Disney Plus, <clears throat> I see The Rock's big dumb face. It is not good. It's watchable. there's nothing good about it. I think the best part about that movie is him because his he it's comedy and his uh deliveries he's got it down. It's the jumanji kind of timing with his jokes and stuff like that i it's it's he's good in it. It's not a good movie. it's pretty right, ridiculous. It's based off a ride right yeah. So, so it was like Pirates of the Caribbean and like what they did with that though. So that argument yeah, to me doesn't true. really hold water. It's just, it's just, it's kind of a, it's watchable. It's good to look at. It has some cool settings, but overall, I don't know. I wasn't really impressed with it too much, but if you like The Rock, <laughs> but yeah, he's he everywhere. Have you, have you guys seen The Tooth Fairy?
2: No. Uh, that's, no that's the rock I pass minus, on that one. No, yeah. <laughs> Uh, it's horrible. No, 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 don't worry about it. You don't mess anything. And then I think the rest of the stuff we've all been playing, um, our early two thousands collection of <laughs> Skyrim, Horizon, and Halo. Yep. Oh yeah. So, but yeah, we got together the other night, played a couple rounds of Halo. It was, it was good. I mean, you guys see, you guys are more the Halo fans than I, so I can't really claim any expertise on it. But I just ran around and shot people and.
0: Still right. acclimating. You're the Call from of from D- my call. You, of- you're playing like the new Call of Duty. I totally skipped out. I skip every other or every third like Call of Duty because there's just too many. But when a Halo comes yeah. out, so it was a big deal. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like I know your history with Halo is more or less just you dabbled with some multiplayer, did some single player. But for like Eric and I, I mean, this is this is delivering on all fronts right now for us, and it feels good because Halo the gameplay has always been pretty good and all that stuff. And the stories are pretty good, but nothing to game. I don't know, game changing or, you know, whatever to really make the, the franchise relevant for like the mass audience. So it's nice that they put it back in the oven for a little bit and they came out. So it's kind of like seeing a dynamite star Wars movie. If you're a star Wars fan, it's just like, There you go. Like, we've had some duds. We've had some good ones and stuff like that. But it feels good when one delivers. And uh, right now, it's just a multiplayer that we played. And they are
1: so smart for putting
0: this out for free. Like, it's everybody's yeah, playing it right now it's weird <laughs> it's, it's like you can
1: play it anywhere you can play it on steam you can play it on xbox and it's all cross play with everything like it's just so smart of them to do that um and it's it's almost like a marketing piece for the campaign because you get in there play some multiplayer with your friends and then that gets you more excited for the campaign that's coming out you know uh early december so i'm super excited for that as well just seeing the ways that they're changing up the formula a little bit um and like yeah like we were saying this one feels like that experience you had back in the day playing Halo One, but it has all those modern shooter sensibilities. But like, just the just the time to kill and everything is so much longer in Halo that it becomes more strategic, which I think is why I like Halo so much over something like Call of Duty, because
2: that's what's getting me. It's yeah, the it's the run it's the running and dying because I suck at Halo. <laughs> there's like a. There's a certain rhythm to the combat where like you can get through like half a click half a clip of your assault rifle and a gun butt to put somebody down. And usually you can get like two people with a clip and if you're quick enough, but the time to kill definitely throws you
0: off if like if you get there and you're not getting those kills, like that'll But Dave, you're a see what's interesting is I think once it clicks for you, I think you're gonna fall in love with it because you like fighters, right? and Mm -hmm. fighter fighting games is like one against the other and you do like you learn the moves you learn the timing you learn the combos with halo there are so many combos that you can pull off because you'll know all right i missed him a few many like a few of those shots i missed so i know that when i empty this clip it's not going to be enough i can either based on his distance pull out his pistol go for the head yes or i can run at him and slide and try to go for the punch, you know? So it's what I like about that. And then when you throw in other guns, like needlers and shotguns and plasma grenades and all that stuff, I think that's what Eric means by strategic, is like with Call of Duty, if I run down a hallway and I run left, but the guy's to the right, I get shot from behind. It's just like who sees whoever first kind of has totally the upper hand to the point where like you're done in like three bullets, which is fine. It's more realistic. But with Halo, because of the shields you have a chance to turn around so that guy who opened fire on you he knows that like all right i've depleted his half of his shields but he still has enough where he can do some nasty moves and turn this thing around so i got to what back up jump mm-hmm. run at him switch weapons whatever you know and i think that's i think when you when you put together the the combos your own combos because everybody has their own style your own guns there's so many guns I think that's what the little moments that everybody has in the battlefield with Halo, is what's awesome, and it's and it just feels good it's to like, see everybody doing it.
1: It's like you're doing a dance with like your enemy. Like these firefights <laughs> can last up to like thirty seconds sometimes, you know. Like you're both just hopping around. Or like, like you said, Brandon, you there's visual indicators. You know when you got their shields down, so you can go up and melee them, and that's an instant kill. Or you can back away and throw a grenade, or just run away if you think you can't win the fight. Like, there's so many different options that you can do with Halo uh, over Call of Duty. Um, like, it's not all about just getting headshots. Like that is satisfying if you're just sniping people in Halo,
0: but like that's not what it's about for me. But it's getting in the nitty gritty. You and I definitely having more fun with it than dave just because we have this relationship with halo in our gaming you know Mm -hmm. i don't know history or whatever but that's a good way to explain it though the time to kill or the the shields do
2: present a different balance which is it's a learning curve for sure
0: Mm -hmm.
1: yeah that
2: while that and like learning the maps because you have guns on the map rather than loadouts and you know call of duty you start with the same gun every time here you got to either pick up a gun or just, you know, at certain jump points, there are usually certain guns just sitting there waiting for you. But
1: I do really like that. You mentioned that because everybody starts on the same playing field. They start evenly with the same loadout and then you have to pick up the guns. You have to know where they are and you can pick and choose which ones that, you know, that you want to pick up. So that, again, that just plays more into like the strategic nature of halo. Um, it's really, really yeah. Uh, it's I mean, really it's, fun.
0: That's why I like, overwatch man it's a shooter but it has so many levels of strategy in there because like some characters had less health than others some had melee some could fly and halo that was like is chess like, yeah overwatch is like a chess match
2: basically where you know you got gives and takes and checks and balances and mm-hmm. yeah it's crazy
0: yeah so anything else that you were uh um, no, I mean,
2: we've I mean we all been playing Skyrim. I only played a little bit of Horizon, but Skyrim is a
0: lot more Skyrim. Um, hey, that Horizon that we played, though, uh, we played... Yeah. Uh, that was fun, man. We were Those in, modes are uh, fun Horizon. once
1: we actually were able to get in.
0: Yeah, now that they kind of that cleaned it up a little, little bit. Yeah, but when we were in that one area where it was like... Um, what, was, what who, You said it was like the Mario game on the Wii U where one person's it... And he has to catch everybody, and then when he hits them, it's like infected. Mm-hmm. Infected, you, yeah. That was good. And then the other one was there's some capture the flag in there, like all these car modes, like party game car modes, but with Forza. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It was really fun. Those actually. were fun. And it was a big team too, so it was a lot of people doing this, and it was yeah, it was a lot of fun. On top of just what it's really made for, which is all the cool ass racing you can do in the in the big Mexico map, but.
1: Yeah, I love all those dumb modes, Um, and Halo too. Like, there's so many different dumb modes, and you can like customize it any way you want to, like tweak all the different physics and everything. It's it's really cool. Um, Can we talk about how
0: Xbox has to be having a moment right now? Because dude, yeah, (laughs) Forza they're they're exclusives delivered right, so they're big exclusives like Forza and Halo just delivered, Um, but (laughs) they also have like xbox cloud going on and like now on my xbox one x i can just play next gen games without downloading that's just it's just crazy all the things they're doing and then they had that thing that we were looking at earlier today where you can virtually on your phone go to this link go to xbox's cloud like on your phone through the browser and you can have like a little avatar and just kind of walk around and see the museum of xbox 360. Yeah, it was super cool. The one uh, you know, and then your own personal thing where it shows all your history, and Dave and I can see that our our two sons have dominated uh, the hours on our, <laughs> it's brutal. our Xbox this year with Plant. What was Plants vs zombies. zombies? Battle uh, for Neighborville. Zombie- yeah dude that's but it's cool you can just see your whole your own personal museum in a virtual space and i thought it was really cool so i was just good for uh, for xbox
1: i tried to look at my own right before this and apparently i haven't played enough xbox for it to give me like my own personal museum type thing right which was was just kind of annoying i mean i mean i've only been like actually playing xbox for i don't know a couple years now and it's still not my main console but I was a little disappointed that I didn't get to see it. It knows you've disrespected it and it's giving you nothing in return. I bought their (laughs) new next gen console. What more do you want from me? Uh, More. 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 Well, if Xbox keeps uh, lining up the exclusives, I'll be playing a lot more Xbox for sure.
0: Yeah. Um, Yeah, Bethesda stuff.
1: Yeah. For me, it's been Forza. It's been Skyrim and it's been Halo. (laughs) That's a real. We already talked about that pretty much. Um, do you guys watch the British baking show at all? I do love not. it, dude. It's, it's so big, good.
0: When we have nothing else to watch, that's what we do, dude.
1: That's our like uh, show that we watch in bed, like when we're going about to go to sleep. We'll like put that on and just watch a couple What's you know, it episodes of that. Fall asleep. It's on Netflix. 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 Is it British people? It's also baking? on Netflix Kids, which that's is hilarious. Exa- yep, it's exactly what it sounds like—a British uh, comp- baking
0: competition. Okay. But the people who bake are not professionals. They do it. This is like their hobby. Mm-hmm. So they're un, prof- uh, un- prof- but you know, just they're amateurs. Yeah, they mm-hmm. still blow us out of the water. It's not like.
1: Dude, some of the shit they do is amazing. Wow. But yeah, that's that's kind of our little sideshow that we're always kind of watching. Like we, I don't know, a couple of years ago, we just binged through the entire series and we've been keeping, we it, did too, keep, man. keeping up with it ever since. So it's great. That's, that's always good. It's always, it's, it's an easy watch, something, uh, something nice to put on when you're just relaxing,
0: but that's, that's pretty much all I had. What about you, Brandon? Uh, other than working on more of the, uh, it takes two with my son, Jack, who's seven. Um, we were just having an amazing time working on that game and I, I love that game, but, uh, what, you know what I did watch? Uh, my three-year-old woke up the other day, uh, over the weekend and he wanted to watch Chewy, he's like, all right. He's like, so you want to watch some Star Wars? He's like, yeah. And I'm like, anything else in Stormtroopers? And I'm like, yeah. Anything else in the Emperor? I'm like, oh, I know, I know exactly <laughs> what you need to watch. So we watched <laughs> Return of the Jedi. Oh nice. And whenever I go, whenever I go back to watch the the old trilogy, I always either pick A New Hope or I pick Empire Strikes Back. Those are the two I always go to because my personal favorite is A New Hope, mm-hmm. but I also recognize that. The Empire Strikes Back. Empire Strikes Back is probably the best Star Wars movie out of the out of everything they've ever done, um, but Return of the Jedi. Man, I was wa- I haven't seen it in a while, and I was just watching. I'm like, man, this has everything in the first thirty minutes as far as characters. Like every char- major legacy character you can think of is shown little by little. Kind of like when Force Awakens, when people are like, every character gets revealed every five minutes. Well go back and watch Return of the Jedi and you're like and there's that character and then there's that All hanging out in Jabba's and palace, yeah. Yeah. Everybody it, yep. Um and it just keeps going, but it is so good. It is really good. I kind of I don't know. I don't know why I don't look back at it as as good as like the others, but it really is a good closing piece of that trilogy, so. Oh, yeah, it's great. I don't know. That's it. I just I just yeah, I just wanted to just mention that Return of the Jedi is really good, and yes, it has Ewoks, but if you watch that with kids, it is really good, and it has a lot I'm of chewbots. Chubac- oh, hi, little guy. We're um. talking about you. What are you doing <laughs> down here? What? An apple. You want an apple? Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, we're wrapping up, actually, so that's good timing. <laughs> so, yeah, Ryan must have knew what I was talking about. All right. I'm going to go get him an apple. That um, was perfect. <laughs> yeah, and uh, hey, we're, we're doing it live. Um, Fuck it, we'll do it live. And then we'll come back and we're going to be talking about momentum. Yes. So I'm very excited. So let's go get an apple. Take a break. And then I'll go get an apple. <laughs> We have returned, and we're going to be talking about the movie Memento, which was made by Christopher Nolan back in 2001. Is that what, what we said? 2001. Yep.
1: March, uh, yeah. March 16th, 2001 was released in the United States. It was it's... actually released in Venice in September 5th, 2000. So it's kind of weird, a, a different release there. Oh, okay. But in the United States, it was yeah,
0: 2001. And this was written before I mean obviously written before. Usually somebody writes something and then they, they make the movie. But I'm just saying, like his brother, Jonathan Nolan, mm-hmm. wrote this well, Eric, I think you know this, but do you mind just kind of sharing quickly the the background of the story, maybe, kind of and lead us into the plot and then just go over the plot and just kind of and then we'll go from there? Uh sure. So
1: It was like you said, it was based on a pitch by Nolan's brother, Jonathan, who wrote the 2001 story Memento Mori from the concept. Um, And Nolan liked it so much that he wanted to make it into a movie. And it's technically not um, billed as an adaptation because the film was released before the short story. So I thought that was interesting. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Okay. so that's cool. So the film was released and then shortly after the short story was published.
2: There's like uh, so a I thought that was there's a story about it how they like they went on a car trip with each other and they were just discussing projects or whatever back in like when they were 20 yeah. years old or whatever and obviously Jonathan had already come up with it and then Christopher <laughs> realized that it was such a fucking awesome idea I'm gonna make this into yep. a movie
1: <laughs> <laughs> Yes sir uh, Yeah if we want to just do a couple a quick synopsis of the plot. Um, we got our main character, Leonard Shelby, played by Guy Pierce. Um he suffers from ant- anterograde amnesia or short term memory loss. Um and he basically forgets everything uh between like approximately fifteen minutes, like after fifteen minutes, so kind of just forget what he was doing or where he is, everything kind of uh I'll say fifteen to him. like thirty because it's, some scenes in this in movie that
0: range. Like, yeah. <laughs> Right, it depends how long you um, keep his
2: focus, kind of.
0: Yeah, that's yeah, true too. It just takes like, slamming a car door is enough to distract this guy. Well, that's why you're saying like he always likes to look at people's faces and looks people
1: in the eyes when when he's talking to them, so that like he it helps him to recognize their face and remember a little bit who they are during that. Well, he's good at reading sequence. people. That was
0: always his yeah
1: right his skill yeah exactly. Um, so basically he's searching for the people who attacked him and his wife. Um, they raped and murdered his wife or so we think in the beginning. Um, he's basically doing this whole investigation um, and he has this whole system of Polaroids that he uses uh, to keep track of all the information that he can't remember. Um, and he also has like a bunch of tattoos all over his body, which I thought was a really permanent cool note as well. Exactly. Yeah, he has like John G raped and murdered your wife right across his chest there. So he never forgets it.
0: And he has such him and uh, the the tattoo artist have such a good eye for typography. So I just got to oh, say yeah, I noticed that Real they did a really work. good job. Yes, it was really good. And for like <laughs> him doing
1: his own self tattoos with like a ghetto jail pen uh, needle there, he does some pretty good work. <laughs> um so yeah that's I mean that's basically really it we just kind of follow him um investigating uh who killed his wife um and he's meeting all these people uh the film is told in a non-linear narrative um so basically it's reverse chronological order um well there's two parts we can get into a little bit of the uh the structure of the film here. So you have the black and white scenes, which are told chronologically, um, and they're told from a an outside perspective. And then you have the colored scenes, which are in reverse chronological order, which are basically everything from Leonard's perspective.
0: I would say all of it's Leonard's perspective. The black and white is him on a phone call, and it takes place before all the events that happen right. during the, uh, the colored scenes, which is... We see the final scene, which is all right. So we're getting in spoiler territory at this point. So if you haven't seen this movie, it's been out for a while. Why are you it's listening really to this? And yeah, <laughs> yeah. you know, um, there's, it, it's just fantastic. It, and and it's a sh- it's a simple story. If you think about it, if you saw this in chronological order, it would be like okay, whatever kind of it would be okay, but not the editing is everything. Yeah, the way the sh- the scenes are figured out play very well into this gimmick. I'll call it a gimmick. You know, this mm-hmm. little hook of going backwards, you know. And be, and it makes sense to go backwards because he, the main character, Leonard, is suffering from short-term memory. And it's it's interesting because, have you ever heard of such a thing? No. Have you ever met somebody with this? Memory. No. Amnesia. Uh, Amnesia. Uh, probably not. And started. the characters in the no movie, when I they bump into him... They're all, I, I like this little to touch where they're just like it's just it's phase. just weird man like you know talk you, for too long, like yeah I'll you told me about this but it's just you don't, don't remember me at all? <laughs>
3: I don't even know if I've met you before. <laughs> so if I seem a little strange or rude or something uh I've told you this before haven't I? Yeah I mean I don't mean to mess with you but it's so weird you don't remember me at all. No.
0: We've talked a bunch of times. I'm sure we have. Yeah. And everybody, even Natalie, when even after they have sex and they kind of forgive it, She does a forgive and forget, more or less, with her, her story with him. But she's like, I think you'll remember me. And he's like, I cannot remember.
1: So next time you see me, will you remember me?
2: That's the best part though is that like as, a, as somebody watching the movie you get put that puts you into at the same disadvantage that, that he's at as mm-hmm. he's going through his regular life so right i love like, feeling
0: like the uh, the character it builds up to a viewer.
2: crescendo that leads into the scene that you just skipped out of really so like it leaves you confused at the you know whenever you're jumping back into it kind of like i'm assuming he feels all the time but Whenever a scene starts, it's like you're, you're a little bit lost. You're a little bit confused. And then it builds up to the end of the last scene, which kind of recently, you know, you're like, oh, that's why things are happening. This is, you know, gives things a whole, like, as you get deeper and deeper in the movie, things start to have bigger ramifications where you're like, you know, some, a small decision can have, like, huge effects further down the line because of something you may have written down. <laughs> that you mm-hmm. may have made a rash decision on, or something like that. But listening to Christopher Nolan just explain the movie, and he did. Me and Eric were just watching the same video of like an interview with him where he draws the timeline out as like a hairpin, so it's like a real long U. And he like he shows it's just insane that like the
0: thought that yeah. Went go into on this. YouTube and mm-hmm. you can see this. Uh, he's got a little blackboard behind him, kind of just shows how he kind of set it up, and it is really cool. I I mean. All right, I think to to keep us all aligned, I think we need to have a conversation about what the story actually is, though, so that we can appreciate all the little things that, like the scenes and the the editing and the characters and stuff like that. But like, you kind of gave us the premise of the film, but the plot is really um, Leonard is with Teddy, and Teddy uses Leonard because right? Teddy, Teddy is this cop as he's, so he claims. You don't really know who to trust but he claims that he was the cop that was assigned to his case and the guy got away and he felt bad for Lenny's condition and Lenny even though he has short term memory um, this is where he gets a little bit weird but the death of his wife which was caused by him constantly poking her instead of her asking for her injections for her diabetes. Well, we don't like that, know
1: right? that for sure. Like everything is kind of everything she is die? left Did we... up to interpretation at the end. From my perspective okay. anyways, as a as I someone sh- okay, as I someone watching with... it for the first time, like there's a lot of questions like um is his wife actually dead? Uh <laughs> was fucking uh Sammy Jenkins actually a real person or was he projecting himself is onto this character? Yeah. Right, exactly. So there's all these questions of whether, like... I mean, this this plays into the fact that Leonard doesn't even know what's true. Right, that's who um, he, you were. I mean, there's some truth right. to
0: what Teddy says. But anyways, I mean, Teddy is using this guy to take, take out other bad guys. Um, but he's trying to make some scratch. He's trying to make some money off of these. And he's just using this Lenny guy, to, which is weird because his job in his normal life, before this condition and this new life he's living, but before that happened before the brain injury, he was insurance claim investigator. Yeah. But, but, (laughs) but today in the movie, rather, you know, in those terms, like he's got like tricks with like the credit card, the door, and he knows people to look through the light and he like kicks the door and he knows how to like take a punch and knock somebody out. And I don't know. He's, who is this guy? Like, did -hmm. did he have some training? So I, I, there's a lot of, it's interesting to just just to see the different kind of person he's become. But uh but yeah, but this Teddy guy we don't know, but we do know that he's a cop. He seems to be a cop. Seems to be a cop. He claims he is. We Undercover, don't really see any proof. Cuz
2: he's involved with like drug deals and stuff and sure, some kind of he, shady though? shit. I, I yeah, honestly, who knows, right? By the he end shows was, a badge a couple
1: times.
0: Yeah. But he flashes it so quick. And who does he flash it to? We didn't now, really see it like full on. No official. Like, yeah. Yeah. So we don't, we just take his word for it. But he's in this area and he's basically being used to take out some guy who has the same initials as the guy he's hunting down that he thinks killed his wife. Now, even though he's already, so we say, I mean, we, we have to believe Teddy, but he killed the guy who, I don't know, did at least try to kill his wife and, um, did the, the brain damage to him. And he got that justice uh, off the books with Teddy's help, but because he can't remember. Because we see the Polaroid of that with him with a smile. Yeah, and So he says, well, that's so. the thing about this movie. He's we don't taking know. He's being advantage of
1: constantly. We don't, yeah, we don't know. Like, do we trust everything that Teddy told him? I don't personally, after watching it from, I don't like when it all converges at the end, Teddy kind of lays it all out there for him. But I don't, you know, I don't hundred percent know if Teddy's telling him the
0: entire truth or, what's but he real, could because he'll forget. So that's the thing. Like Teddy also knows, right. like he knows that this I guy that's... can't remember shit. So I could say the real thing or I can make it up to keep calm me down. I mean, I think
1: that's the fun of this movie is trying to deduce like what is real, what is fact, what is, yeah, dude. what is all in Leonard's head, which all, I mean, from the, like you said, from the perspective of this movie, the entire, everything that we see is from Leonard's perspective and everything we see is in his head. So like, we get into this unreliable narrator um, territory throughout the whole movie where like we don't know like what is true, what's fake. Obviously, Leonard is making up his own facts for his own motivations like we see at the end. I know we're skipping around a lot, but we see at well, the I end s- yeah. that Leonard kind of made up this whole case in his head to give himself purpose because he has nothing else in his life. Well that's
0: why I was fumbling trying to set up from the beginning because we didn't even know it's true because he's even in on like Leonard is in on making up this new life because right. he's like, you know what? I you know I, I don't know why he even does this, but he he talks about halfway into the movie at some point, he talks about the story of Sammy uh who the 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 big thing, the big catalyst for him on why he didn't believe that Sammy was telling the truth or it's in his head or some, some somehow he's a fraud is because you should still be able to learn through like pain. Through repetition. Like phys- repetition through repetition. Yeah. yeah instinct. And like instinct, exactly. And the test that he had, no matter what you would, your body, even though your brain might not, your body at some level should know because of instinct don't touch this thing because it's going to shock you and it never, and there's like that's his brain knowing what's going on and he's failing on purpose because he thinks, if I don't know, he doesn't he's not thinking like the way they're thinking so that's the way he's able to expose Sammy and say you're a fraud, now we don't know if Sammy's real there's a whole quick cut near the end of the movie where somebody walks by yes, and you I see was going to bring that up and like Sammy was only like it's weird though because Sammy was married in the throughout the film we we think that Sammy is this guy who was a fraud and
1: basically has the same condition that Leonard has as well. We didn't mention yeah, that.
0: Yeah. Right. But then then Teddy's like, No, he was never married. It was your wife going there to talk to you. That even doesn't make sense. He just says that, but like, why would she go there to talk to him about what? Like, why would if he has short term memory, why would he be able to do? How could he do his job? And then later on, and I know we're skipping all over the place, but like, this is what the movie does. It like unravels like crazy. And at the end, you even see a scene where she when literally at the the final scene when see, um when Lenny's driving down the road and he's talking to himself. Uh, well, he's talking to himself the whole time, but he he's talking about i could create a new whatever i can just do all the stuff i can get a new tattoo with a new fake truth and tattoo on my body but he has all these tattoos on his body and his wife's supposed to be dead but we see her head resting on his chest so she's alive and he's got all the tattoos and i paused it and i was looking at it and it was everything about the case that he's trying to hunt down so i'm i don't know man like that's part, I have yeah, no it's, idea it's, what's real and what's not real. Because yep. that
2: could be a, a you see a lot of things switch too, and when he stays at Natalie's, you can see like some repetition there. Um I don't know. It's the way that they the way that you tell it, like you learn you learn more about the people as as you're going backwards through it, which is kind of crazy too. The whole Natalie angle where like you first meet her, you don't know I don't know. You think she has the best intentions and then as you keep jumping backwards you find out mm-hmm. more about her and you find out that she's really just a
1: complete asshole and like uh, everyone like, in this movie is
0: trying to manipulate Leonard for their own benefit. Yeah.
2: It's pretty, yeah. <laughs>
0: it's pretty rough. Yeah, the way they handled Natalie was really good uh, mm-hmm. because like you think you can trust her. All right, she's good because the guy at the the motel straight up Or whatever, like, which is like, yeah, well, we're bucking you twice because we know you can't read. Because you're going by, Mm -hmm. you're going by what's written on the
2: Polaroid cards, because you know just as much as he does. Yep, exactly. But yeah, as you go backwards, you find out that everything that's written down isn't exactly true. It was what was what he thought was true in those fifteen minutes, basically. And then everything resets. How does he
0: know to check his Polaroids, though? Like, how does he have the instinct to know that I have a map, I have Polaroids? I
1: I don't know. I think he just has. Yeah, he just has everything in his pockets, like, and he just checks his pockets constantly and
0: he pulls out the Polaroids. But yeah. So that's repetition, then, right? right? He has. So he he has uh, the condition because he's at least learning through repetition. You'll get this
1: flash of like he'll see like something on his arm and then pull down his sleeve like like he did forget the tattoos were there but then he just like saw a flash of it and then he'll look at it or like he'll have like um, just his boxers on and I'll see his tattoos on his thighs and stuff so uh, it's just yeah I don't know there's a lot of there's a lot of things like that like how does he know like how does he even know he has this
0: condition I mean the the reality is though he was used by Teddy. And he takes out that Jimmy guy, I think, and he gets killed. Lindy mm-hmm. kills him, and he puts on his clothes. For some reason, he's <laughs> like, "Just, weird. just take your off your clothes. Why? Because yeah. I want blood to get on it." And then, but then he like kind of forgets. He's like, "I don't know." So he he wears that guy's clothes, and I then he goes to Natalie's creating Bart. this
1: whole new is it? like reality for himself. You know. He's constantly doing this. He's just constantly. It takes
2: a picture of his car and he right. writes my car on his note. Exactly. Which, which you're wondering why is Teddy like, what the fuck are you doing with this car? Like half an hour earlier in the movie from a previous jump. And then you realize, oh, that's why he's asking him those exact questions. There's a lot of like, yeah, it keeps looping back in on itself, which is, I don't know, it keeps answering its own riddles, which mm-hmm. makes it super, super
0: fucking cool to watch. So, Eric, we haven't even asked, but. Dave and I have seen this movie. Did you like this movie? I did like it. Um,
1: I mean, I I don't know. I wasn't like blown away, I should say, but I, I did like it. I think it was I think it's a great film. Um, and the way that it's structured and shot and edited, I think, is, you know, some of Nolan's best work. But um, yeah, I, th- I thought it was good. Uh, I don't know. I have... I don't know. I have mixed feelings about it. Not I'm, like I said, I think it's good,
0: but I, I don't think it's like amazing. It's a, dude, it's a 20 year old movie. Um, it's it's a smaller flick. It's but it's it's a Christopher Nolan flick. Um mean, mm-hmm. what else? But yeah, like, like what, he's what he's put out Inception since
2: like you've seen Inception before. Yep. I've seen so Inception. That's, I think
1: because um, Nolan, I mean, Nolan always has that classic twist in his he's movies. Got, Got, um, like crepe He likes his layers, time, He does like yeah. his, la- yeah. Like, uh, like I said, this. The, I think it's genius the way this film is structured. I think it's super unique. I haven't seen anything like this film before. Like, the,
2: there is nothing like this film.
1: No, and that
2: is that is <laughs> to <laughs> its which
0: well, is to its credit. There's some movies, but yeah, this is definitely like the whole bit going backwards. I think may have done it maybe in a short film, but. Mm-hmm. The I, being a is it, this is this a noir, Dave? Uh,
2: I don't think so because it's got like color and stuff in yeah, it. Yeah, I
0: don't. I I forget some of the rules, but the, being the de- investigation kind of yeah. In the way he talks, the monotone kind of voice where he talks yeah. exposition the internal, galore and internal, internal, internal dialogue. dialogue. Yeah, mm-hmm. like why why is this guy chasing, or
2: am I chasing this guy? What's going on right now? And he turns the corner and the guy shoots at him. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm are, being chased. Like, that kind of me. shit.
3: Yeah. Okay, so what am I doing? Oh, I'm chasing this guy. No, oh, he's chasing me.
0: Yeah, the, the comedy in this is actually pretty good. The, the whole waking up in the bathroom, or realizing it's like, Holding a bottle of wine, I don't feel drunk. <laughs> and then the funny, like, and what does he do? He takes a shower,
2: and the guy comes like back to his own apartment, and he's like, "What the fuck is going on here?" And then, like, ends up beating the shit Starts out. That's wrestling him. It, naked wrestling <laughs> in the bathroom. <laughs> like, yeah, it's just his first reaction. what he's just sitting in a bathroom with a bottle of booze, and he just no, take a fucking shower. Take a
0: shower. Oh, there's some things that he does that are a bit odd. I'm mm-hmm. I I. I I think this movie takes place in the 90s, even though it was filmed in like the early 2000s, because the vehicles, the style. No cell phones. There's no phone. Yeah, everything's like a Mm -hmm. hardwired telephone. Uh, And also, Lenny looks like the lead singer of Stone Temple Pilots a little bit in this movie. He does not. Scott Weiland. Don't talk about him. He's got like a military flat top.
2: Skyline was much what? cooler than that. And that dirty that dirty stash.
0: All I see is uh what's his face from the Matrix? Oh you're talking about Teddy? Teddy, yeah. Oh yeah, Teddy. So Teddy's I my favorite oh, character in this film. You're talking about Guy. Guy looks yeah, like Yeah, the main character looks singer. like the lead singer I, of I S- guess TV. I could see that a little bit. All right the hair little... coming back a little bit, but Teddy, no, the guy, yeah, the guy from, uh, Sopranos <laughs> and, Teddy. uh, no, Teddy
2: looks like, a, no.
0: Yeah. He, he's really good. Lenny, you know, that stuff. Yeah. I like how he's like always cracking good jokes, little one liners. And he's just always around at one point. I was like, is he not even real? I know he gets shot in the beginning of this film, but I mean, is he a figment of his imagination? Because no, it's not. But, like when he comes out of Natalie's house, uh, Lenny gets out of Natalie's house, gets in the car. Teddy's just in there, just there, always around. And I don't know, this guy is creepy. He's always mm-hmm, an undercover watching Lenny.
2: Nothing else to do except fuck with Lenny. He's sliding notes under his door and calling him on the phone. And I'm assuming that is who it was on the phone in the black and white. Oh, series, yeah. It was Teddy. Yes. It had to be, right? Yeah.
0: Yes. Yeah. Well, he's the only one that really knows what's going on. So we believe, but and he, I think he's straight up well, using him, and this is his way of manipulating him. And he
1: slid the photo uh,
0: under the door of him, mm-hmm. like the Polaroid of him smiling. Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah.
1: He's the one who supposedly took that photo. Yeah.
0: So, how do you guys feel
1: about the character of Natalie? I don't like her. I don't. I. Well, you, I you liked her at first, but then as time well, on. I mean, Weird. I, I didn't love. I don't know. There's something about Carrie Ann Moss's performance that I didn't love overall. Um, some are
0: some scenes are better than others. Some, yeah. scenes, her acting is stiff, and other ones were good. But yeah, like she, I, it's I almost that, like you said. Yeah, it's almost too like over the top. Um, like
1: I know she's trying to like manipulate uh, Leonard into getting to do what she wants, but um, like in the beginning with the scene in the bar. Like, where she's just, I don't know, treating him like complete garbage for no reason was kind of weird to me.
0: No. Um, you know why? Why? Because he she's, showed up and... Her boyfriend's it, clothes. And oh, in car. that's right. Okay, I forgot and about that And she knows that, okay, this guy... See, that makes more sense my now. boyfriend? I mean, like, she knows he's, like, a criminal, but she's... So that's why she does the whole spit thing. Okay. But then well, she starts feeling taking sympathy because like she knows that this guy is—that makes heady. So that's that why makes she, her
1: character even more confusing to me.
0: I don't right. know. right. No, that's why like her performance isn't great when she when she does when she does the whole betrayal and kind of takes advantage of him and makes up the whole story about like she needs to shake off Dodd, right? So what does she do? She makes up this whole fake scene because she knows you're gonna forget. It's just really mean to him. And that then is a
2: yeah, that is a pivotal moment in the down. movie right there. I'll write it down. she steals all the pens.
3: Concentrate, concentrate, concentrate. Keep it in mind. Keep it in mind. Keep it in mind. Come on, I gotta find a pen. I gotta find a pen. I'll write this down. I'll write this
1: down. Exactly what happened. I write down exactly what happened. I did like that scene a lot when, yeah, she stole all the pens, stuff in her purse, and he was, like, frantically looking for a pen, and he was trying to keep his eyes on her in the car so he wouldn't forget, and then, yeah, the car door slams, and then it's all of a sudden, like, he just completely forgets what just happened, and she comes in and does this whole sob story.
2: He usually does have a pen on him in his pocket, which was kind of weird, but...
1: Yeah, that's true, too. Like, he always has that Sharpie that he's writing down. A thin tip Sharpie.
0: (laughs) Lenny, uh, it's, it's funny because that's the truth. He killed Jimmy. She, he, uh, you know, the whole scene with Natalie, that's mm-hmm. true. Yep. He, you know, uh, the stuff with Teddy is true. Like we know everything that we see is what happened, but everything outside of that, we don't know what to believe. And Lenny even says this early on. he says that memories are unreliable without context. We need facts. But he also understands that facts can be inaccurate. Mm-hmm. And it said early in the movie, And it's so true because at the end, we see he makes up his own facts. Yep. And everything else is filled in without context. We have no idea if Teddy is saying the truth at all. And that really just makes everything kind of, I mean, it's just kind of sad. It's this eternal doom that Lenny is stuck in where he just can't break free because he's constantly being used by, well, I mean, kill him teddy now so maybe he's more free uh the one th- weird thing where he's I thought getting was, like he, he tattooed the
2: license plate number on himself like that's pretty specific like the yeah. more stuff the more facts you find and the more specific you get the harder it is to keep repeating the same yeah loop so of like finding somebody
1: after that leads and after that lead ends which it does when he kills teddy like what's i guess what's next after that like obviously he's gonna make up his uh, something else for him to follow uh, but He gets his memory back and hilarity
0: ensues. (laughs) Of course, let's get the sequel to Moment to Memento. Uh, There's a there is a character we don't know his name, uh, but he's like halfway into the movie, and he is staying at room nine. And I feel bad for this guy (laughs) because somebody knocked on his door. Dude, that That was great. When he went to open it, Lenny is there because he does the whole peephole trick and he sees somebody and he did the credit card thing to unlock it and then he just waits for the person to peep through the the, the peephole and he kicks the door knocks down this guy and he realizes it wasn't room nine it was room six
1: that guy didn't know what hit him
0: <laughs> i was just like could you imagine that happening
1: to so, open up the door and you get knocked out <laughs> He's just like, sorry, and leaves. It's it pretty good.
2: Oh, one thing I was saying thinking about when I did I star I tried to watch this with the wife. I don't
1: know if you guys did that. Oh, years ago. Yeah. Not recently.
0: I didn't I this time, was... but
1: I, I wanna I want her to watch it because I think she would like it.
0: She oh, okay, gave cool. me the Oh,
2: I remember this movie. This movie was great, blah, 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 blah. It reminds me of why I end up watching all like the flashier action-y popcorn movies and crap like that. It's because she falls asleep a half hour into a fantastic movie every single time it never fails. that's my wife too. yep, I was like, oh, so I ended up watching the last seventy five percent of it by myself, but which still fantastic.
0: I mean she saw the end because yeah,
1: the ending starts at the beginning, yep
2: <laughs> I didn't <laughs> even is notice re- is there any is there any music in this movie really? Is it like all
0: orchestral it's just
1: like background, yeah, like no, uh' I didn't really notice stuff. anything.
0: Ambient music, yeah. Yep. No, the, this movie does not deliver on music, but it does deliver no. on. After Whiplash, uh, no. Like, he has a monologue. Like, he has that Carrie Ann Moss. Like, she's just, she has her head just sitting on his chest, and he is just talking to himself for like a solid minute and a half, you know, where he says the whole, like, how am I supposed to heal if I can't feel time kind of thing. He just is constantly talking. He's talking about remembering his wife. Uh, so there's a monologue there there's a lot of cool quotes there's some funny ones there's uh you know there's the characters. A lot of the um a lot
1: of the lines were improvised too by Guy Pierce which I thought was cool like a no lot shit, of shit really a lot of the well especially the uh, the lines on the uh, black and white scenes a
0: lot of those were inter- Im- improvised by guy Pierce some had... of his best acting was in that I thought he was really good for, could, could you imagine like holding a fucking phone with somebody's camera in your face mm-hmm. and having to like I thought that I felt tense during those scenes because I'm like, who's he talking to? I, he actually had he a, a
1: decent amount of influence over some of the stuff in the movie. So if you noticed, um, like, it when, was supposed to be Brad Pitt that was supposed to do the the character. Well, yeah, he turned, well, Brad he was Pitt too busy. Ex, yeah, he said he expressed interest in it. But <laughs> the funny thing is, Alec Baldwin was uh, Nolan's first choice for Leonard. Oh, which okay. I thought was so not I was about that. Hey. I like me some Alec Baldwin, so... Oh, I really love
2: little Alec, but... I just can't... I can't picture him in the same role after that. True.
1: Mm -hmm. After seeing Guy, that is. Um, After Teddy tells uh, Leonard not to trust Natalie, he writes it on the picture. On Natalie's picture. And he actually writes it in cursive, which is the only writing in cursive that Leonard ever does throughout the entire movie. So that he... I think that was a way for him to remember that something's weird about this, and that's why he crosses it out later. Did you notice that? Yes, like he crosses yeah. it out. I knew he crossed it out, but I didn't know that he writes it, was it in cursive. Ah, yeah. uh, see, and that so, was actually so, Guy Pierce's cool. idea
0: as well. So that was that was pretty cool. Hmm. No shit. Okay, this movie's definitely good. It, it rewards the watch the the viewer to watch it multiple times. So I've seen this movie 5, 10, at twenty. I have I've seen it a lot. I do want to watch it again because i c- I can see I can see how it would be
1: better on a second watch because you know what's coming in the beginning. Like you said, the viewer is made to feel like Leonard, where you don't know what's going on. You're meeting these characters that he has already met before, but he doesn't know if he's met them before. Um, and like the reverse chronological order is very effective, especially on your first watch. But I think you would get more out of it on subsequent watches just because you know what's coming, and it gives you time to notice. More things throughout the movie um so i i'm looking forward to watching it again um because i think i think now that i know what to expect uh i can pay attention a little more closely to the to the details there is on the the dvd
2: the limited edition dvd that they put out you can unlock the chronological order viewing on disc two but you have to (laughs) solve an interactive puzzle consisting of memory-based questions in order to unlock it which that's really good. I think funny. it's a fucking that's a fucking great
0: idea. That was really cool. Yeah, that's really good. That's um I remember when this movie came out uh and we watched it in college and I went to the website and the website in my memory I'd have to this is weird. I'd have to like kind of check this to see what I what is true or not. But I, the website was about it had the trailer but then the rest of it was about Lenny being in the psych ward and him getting out and he i I want to say I could be wrong and I'd have to check this out but the website was like he sur- him and his wife survived the incident and he's committed to a psych ward and he escapes the psych ward and he becomes this creature that we see in the movie basically where he's going he's just being used killing him. I could be wrong but the the movie the the website was just notes and scribble and stuff like that, and it was interesting. So I mean, they
1: do allude to that a little bit in the movie, because um, like you said, we see that split second of him like with that scene with Sammy Jenkins where they it switches but to it's him, him in the him. chair. And so when like, would
0: he have fucking been there? Right, it must have been in the past. This was it was in the past. Yep, probably yeah, right. everything. And we know we can't trust Teddy, so I don't know. That's but that's what makes this movie so cool. Is not only. It's not only a good detective story because it's just like it's got the characters and it's got like these things, but and it's not just the whole format of going backwards and forwards with the different scenes and stuff like that, but all of it together with the you know, with the, the characters that they created and and then just not knowing what to believe, and uh-huh. that makes so much sense because this guy is eternally locked in this 15, 30, 40-minute kind of loop where he just uh, he remembers up to the incident, and then that's it, and he's just stuck in this, like, where am I? No short-term memory in it. But the the whole repetition stuff, too, that he alludes to and talks about that, like it kind of plays in because if you are aware at some level of what you're up to, then you should be okay and here he is you know meeting up with a prostitute at one point and just kind of not even sleeping with her he just he just wants her to just kind of reenact the scene the, like the his uh, his wife just i just want to remember her mm-hmm. uh he does he does that but then he also burns her stuff the stuff that reminds me him of her and he's done this he says i must have done this Tons of, t- I must have burned hundreds of your stuff doing this before, so this is not the first time. He remembers, he has this instinct, he has this gut feeling on certain things, so he kind of destroys those things, and it's like he wants to, on some level, remove this old life. And that's why he, cr- I don't know, it's weird, but like that's, you don't know where the fuck this movie is going to go. And it ends on a very cool. It's not a cliffhanger because it's the beginning of the movie. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that would be, but like, it's just like, where what is he really doing then? And he just killed Teddy. So, what is gonna happen to Lenny after this? We don't know. Find find the next poor sap that gets that license plate number.
1: Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's just a cycle repeats itself. Uh,
2: figure out a way to blame them and
1: or. Either that or he'll just kind of, I mean, the other option, there's two options. He either does repeats the cycle again or he just fades into, you know, obscurity into his own mind. And then he gets committed to a psych ward again and lives out the days of there. like, I feel like there's only those two options, which he um, judging by his actions at the end, he's probably just going to keep repeating the cycle until he gets caught with, you know, murdering these random people how many
2: many cycles have you think he's gone through too that's the thing is because you don't know how long he's been repeating this cycle with well with or without Teddy I guess if Teddy is to be believed yeah
1: if you if you think yeah exactly if you think Teddy's telling the truth then he this is like the whatever second one because he's done he killed the because Teddy just kind of says that there it was just random junkies that came in and invaded your house and we found him and you killed him and then he's kind of on the second journey with him. So I guess this would be the, the second loop.
0: I feel like a year or so has gone by. It I'm looking sounds at the about tattoo, right. The tattoo ink would start fading after a certain point, right? So we know it's not too long. It's Everything's pretty fresh looking on him. Mm-hmm. Um, he looks like kind of like the same age, more or less. Uh, and he, yeah he would have been caught by now. I mean, you know, he can't be doing this for 10 fucking years and (laughs) somebody would somehow he would fuck up. He would just I mean, come on, every 15, 30 minutes he's in this loop. That's also driving driving around in a murdered
2: person's car, (laughs) wearing their clothes. That was a
1: (laughs) that was another area where you kind of had to suspend your disbelief. Like, like, you know, how is he getting away with all these things that he's doing? And like, how is he keeping himself so organized brandon like you were like you mentioned earlier how does he know that he has to look at these photographs so he can remember i feel like it's just a plot device Um, it's
0: like a full-time job for teddy though because if he's using this guy on the side he's got to keep tabs on this guy every half hour Mm -hmm. like come on teddy like you know so i would say yeah this this is like the second or third at most third time he's used Lenny, he's pretty confident in his abilities too. He's like, right in the beginning, well, at the end, but whatever. When he's supposed to meet Jimmy, he's like, "You're not gonna go with me." He's like, "Nah." And it's it's like, just like a you just that confident that Lenny can survive. He's this? like a free mm-hmm. loose son I mean, because
2: even if he gets caught, he's not gonna remember what's That's going. True, like right? it's just like a yeah. you're That's sending true. in a, a get out of jail free card because I guess if he, he he'd, he'd have your picture, I guess, but. Other than that, but he does show up like you know, ten minutes behind him when he goes with uh,
0: when he goes to meet up with Jimmy, Jimmy G. Do we think that Sammy ever existed? Do we think that that was all fake? Sammy and his wife. Uh, we know that his wife. Well, we don't know, but Teddy says the wife, Sammy's wife, didn't exist. I don't know.
1: I go back and forth on this. It could either be. Like, all made up in his head, which I don't believe it's all made up in his head. I think Sammy was a real person that did have the same condition as him, but I think the details of it aren't exactly true. And he's projecting himself onto Sammy, um, his own experiences. That's just what I I think, anyways. What a fucking... I don't know.
2: For as rare as this disease is, what a fucking coincidence that he's like an insurance adjuster. and One of his main claims is this guy, and then he gets the same exact disease. That's kind of why I think that like like when J- Lenny says no Lenny doesn't say it uh I don't know mustache man says it at the end that he wasn't a real he didn't have a wife um and that Sammy was just like a con artist that he investigated and then he just kind of puts his disease onto him in his right. own
1: brain kind of Yeah like you said yeah I think Sammy was a real person but he's just projecting himself onto Sammy
2: yeah, Brandon looks confused now. I think I broke his brain. Yeah, you
0: just got me thinking That's
2: that's why this movie's so good, is because it's it's a right. It's an onion.
0: You just keep peeling layers back and you're like, oh shit. Every single time. Yeah, I'm I'm I mean I I I literally am as we record this, I am my head is spinning because now that we've been talking about this movie for just over a half an hour it is like an onion because there's so many layers to this movie where you don't know intentions and you don't know what is true, especially when, when Lenny is straight up lying and we see these cuts where he's in the psych ward and, or he is making stuff up on the fly, but why is he doing this? Why is he good at kicking down doors? And why is he good at, punching people and like where, where's where's this second life coming know, from? Him? The, he
2: goes by his instincts and his instinct as a insurance investigator person was that he could read people so like basically he's reading people constantly and he's using that skill that he knew that he had previously to read people to like make his notes more or less and that i don't know you can see how that goes fucking backwards. But he but.
0: can't read people because Jimmy was innocent more than reason, but Jimmy didn't really need to be killed. Um, he Natalie, he couldn't read her multiple times throughout the movie. Mm-mm. And even his Well, I like, mean, from every wife, 15 minutes. He, that's. But his wife, like he couldn't even like, kind of figure her out because he would ask her, why do you keep reading that book? You've read it like how many times? It's like after some point, like, wow, ah, was... but it's so on the nose because she just likes it, mm-hmm. and that's it. it. Doesn't matter. I just like the story. I don't care if I know what's coming up next. And he's like, the whole point of a book is in that nose. Maybe that's why he keeps he keeps murdering people is because he likes it. And that's kind of a, <laughs> it's an alliterate. That's a metaphor, right and, there. Hundred percent is. That's where I was kind of going. We we're like, if you strip away the facade of fitting into society, maybe he's a psychopath deep down inside. We don't know, but this incident created this creature and uh, bad people. I mean, why else would be, I don't know. It's just weird. Like how do you even put together a case to find the guy who did this to you and your wife? If you can only remember 20 minutes, how can he get a trapper keeper and start, you know, he, he, little by little, I guess. But mm-hmm. I think deep down the side, something inside Lenny was always there. And it was kind of violent. He's he's sometimes he's concerned. Like in the when he when he kills Jimmy and he forgets that he killed him, and he's like, he hears a car and he's he's like, "Hey, Mister, I think somebody's hurt really bad." You know, he doesn't know that he did that. You know, and he's concerned about. He's concerned about Dodd at one point. He's like, "Who did this to? You? I have no idea." You know, like I it, his initial reaction sometimes in the situation is, of concern. But. It ultimately is always, Len- Lenny, you're the one that keeps kicking people's ass or killing people. So it's kind of in your nature. <laughs> that is true. For an insurance guy. That
1: you, yeah. He, it it all, yeah, it does all come down for, to violence for him. Like you were saying before with the shower scene. Like he was just in the shower. And then his first instinct when someone walks in is to jump out and start beating the shit out of him for no reason. Because he doesn't remember. Like he doesn't know what's happening. He doesn't know what's going on.
0: Yeah, what did you be like, oh, excuse me, I am so sorry. I right. um, I'm in here. Is, I have a condition. He doesn't
1: know that it's his. R- How does he yeah. even remember he his condition? He doesn't know that it's not his room.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yep. It's very weird. That goes, exactly. It's almost like this movie, the more you think about it, the story keeps changing in your head what it could be. I guess that's the intention of Nolan. That's what Nolan kind of does. Mm-hmm. It's like if he wants to fuck with your brain. He's pretty good at that. This is just his early, earlier works. <laughs> Maybe there's some sloppiness and stuff like that. And we just don't notice it because he's just kind of left it open. It's, ending, the, it's but... a weird trick about like how
2: just a little, tiny little scotch yeah. more of information can change your entire perspective on somebody. Just knowing one little, one tiny little fact and like your whole perception of somebody's mm-hmm. distorted.
0: Memories are unreliable without context. We need facts. And that's what he said. But then mm-hmm. he says, but his fact, but I say his facts are inaccurate on purpose. He makes up his own facts. Yeah, so exactly. So it's just this vicious cycle. He makes, psycho. Own he own makes a conscious yep.
2: decision like yep. without fucking up, without misremembering. He puts, he's like, no, I want to, I want to play into this murderous loop that I'm doing. Don't believe Teddy's lies, and that's kind of how that's how the cycle repeats itself. Because he mm-hmm. willingly, willingly, and decides to make a choice to fuck it. I'm I'm doing this again. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Great movie, great fucking movie. Like they say, oh, they don't they don't make them like that anymore.
0: No, they never it's, fucking it's a made it like for, this. Uh, For a while, this was my favorite movie of all time. It was. I was like, this is the greatest movie I've ever seen. And that was, you know, 20 years ago when I was in my early 20s. And I have never seen cinema touched and edited and kind of done that before. And I just, I enjoyed the ride so much that it really left an impression on me. And I was like, Memento and uh, uh, The Matrix were like it. I, I was just so happy with these two movies for a long time for different reasons. And uh, Carrie Ann Moss was in both of them. So good for her for being uh, <laughs> there at right, right place at the right time. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, uh, it was a great movie. Um, I know, I knew Dave, you liked it a lot. I haven't and... seen it in like 15 years, but I know, I remember <laughs> like the general. You still loop like it, as it. much.
2: Yeah, I thought it was great because I didn't remember, you know, a lot of the little nuances
0: to it and some stuff like that. So I thought it was a yeah, great ride again. And Eric, you more or less enjoyed it, though, for what it is, right? Like, it's definitely. Yeah.
1: Sum it up. Yeah. Summing it up for me. I enjoyed it a lot. Like you said, for what it is, I think I'll enjoy it more on subsequent watches. I mean, obviously, it's meant to be nonlinear and a little bit confusing, so I think that's where some of my like frustrations came from because I I mean I left with a lot of questions which obviously is the whole point of it um, but I think watching it again will help me pay closer attention to a lot of the the details because I know you know I understand the structure I know what's going on so I'm I'm definitely looking forward to watching it again.
0: Okay, yeah, uh, I would say this is a movie for anybody who's a fan of film. If you just want to see something maybe a little bit different, uh, you know, that's great. I mean, at this point, I'm assuming everybody's seen this and you just want to hear a conversation about the movie. If you haven't seen it in a while, it does hold up. You know, I'm I'm always nervous going back and we did this with Die Hard. And, you know, some movies don't hold and some do and some age very well and all that stuff. And where does this rank in the uh, Nolan Pantheon for you guys? Uh well, I will go first with that and say my favorite movie of his is The Prestige. I'm with you there. I love that movie. I don't know why I love that movie. I've seen that movie like four or five times too, and I just I love it. It's so good. What about you, Dave? What is what is yours?
2: Uh I'm I'm looking at the list now and I do have some Nolan holes. Um I have a you know couple Tenet Nolan just holes came as out. Well. Tenet came out. I've been wanting to see that pretty bad.
1: Um I have not seen Interstellar. That's one of my yeah, I haven't I either. forgot that my was shameful. I forgot that was Nolan. I really? loved, that was a great ass movie. We should watch that one. One
2: of my shames. Oh, um but I, see I love yeah. I loved Inception, you know, the Batman's are fantastic. I don't think I've seen Insomnia, but it's yeah, this is up in the in the top
0: tier. It's an S tier. I He even has like an early movie before this movie, Memento. Um I think it's black and white where it's about it's called follow maybe, but it's just about a guy following. Okay. Yeah. I, I didn't finish it, but it was interesting for sure. I think it was like about a stalker. That's all. Um, But yeah. What about you, Eric? Where where does uh, this fall for you for what you've seen? Um, It's about, it's probably uh,
1: in the middle-ish upper, upper middle, I would say Uh, top, top five, top, uh, maybe top three. (laughs) I can see it. Number three. I do like the Prestige mm. a lot, and I do like Interstellar a lot. We should do Interstellar for an episode if you guys haven't
0: seen it, because I haven't seen it since it came out. Well, yeah, absolutely, Dave, and I definitely need to. Um, but Dave, have you seen the Prestige? No. Oh, that's another oh, good. God, we should just. So we should just I've do Nolan. Nolan. Nolan Hall. We should just do some Nolan episodes. <laughs> Fuck yeah! The Prestige I'm is so done. good. The Prestige is the result of a good story with great editing just like Mm -hmm. this movie where it's just like, he just knows how to edit his films or somebody knows how to edit his films, but he just understands the power of editing. And that movie, the prestige does very well. And it has a great twist at it at the end and all that stuff. I'm I'm a sucker for a movie with a great twist. I'll say. Yeah. And that's a good one. That's M night Shyamalan meets like Christopher Nolan or like whatever, but it's Christopher Nolan and it's, it's a good movie and it's got good acting. Um, Okay, well, yeah, uh, I think we talked enough about this movie. Uh, that was awesome. It was so cool to see that movie again. I'm glad I watched so, it. So if you listen to this episode, you know how to get a hold of us. Just type the Nomads of Fantasy on anything at this point. I think it, you'll just go find just us everywhere. Us, our website, our Twitter, or whatever. Uh, but just, you know, let us know what you thought of this movie. Even if you've seen this movie, let us know what you thought after all this time, if it holds up, what were your favorite parts? What makes this movie so recommendable for you to your inner circle? And other than that, I think it's game time, and Eric is going to wait. Dave and I have no idea.
1: I hope what it Eric works. Has store for us. It's
0: uh, it's going to be it's going to be a surprise, but this is an innovative podcast we do experiment all the time so i hope people enjoy the uh <laughs> innovations that we bring to you guys uh, we try to keep things fresh here so by all means eric it, if it doesn't work they won't know because i'll figure out something in the edit so <laughs> perfect Let, yeah let's let's take a break and then we'll uh, we'll play a game We have returned, and we have returned with a game, and it's a new game, so hey, if any technical difficulties happen, let's just blame Eric, (laughs) because he wants to try something. But I, you know, whatever, dude, I love that you're trying something new, man, I'm, I'm here for innovating with this medium that we call podcasting, so by all means, man so it's experiment dave and i have no idea what's going on we did a quick little test where he played i don't know it sounded like a mario coin oh it's right? it sounded like it sounded like this it did yeah that's what we heard so i don't know whatever but uh yeah please eric uh indulge us what what are we about to play all right so this game is called
1: stop nomads what's that sound <laughs> or, just, <laughs> or just what's that sound for short? Oh, that uh, is great. So I'm gonna play you three video game sound effects from five different games. So three sounds each, five games. Um, and you guys, it's normal rules, buzz in with your names if you think you know the game. Um and that's really about it. So I'm gonna play these sound effects one by one. After I do it, you can buzz in whenever you want. Um, And if you guys don't have an answer, I'll play the next one and so on. So are we ready? This is interesting.
2: I think think so.
1: All right. I will play the first sound effect Um, and I can adjust the volume levels as we go if they're too quiet or anything. So all right, here we go. Sound effect number one. Dave. Oh, yes.
2: Uh, do you need franchise or do you need specific
1: game? I need the specific game for this one.
2: Oh, that is shit. Legend of Zelda A Link to the Past.
1: That is correct. Dave coming out of the gate swinging. <laughs> thank, you. Thank, you, would, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. you. That would be there's... the sound when you are get collecting a rupee. Um, here are the other two sounds just for uh, posterity. And mm-hmm. the link death sound is good.
2: Oh yeah. Those all those SNES, that one is burned into my brain permanently.
1: This okay, this could go quick. I wasn't expecting Dave to get that right out of the gate. So that's uh one nothing to Dave. All right, Brandon. Gotta step it up.
0: Oh, come on, that's only been the first one. <laughs> <laughs> you guess it right away. Yeah, Brandon, I was there's, ol- there's
1: only five games. All right, here we Dave's go. Dave's like, Game I want to play number. Halo. Game number two, sound effect number one.
2: Oh, Dave.
1: (laughs) Yes, Dave.
0: That is the sound of drinking a potion in Skyrim. Or picking up a potion in Skyrim. Yes, Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Good job. I was like, he's going to be, it's like, is it Oblivion or Skyrim? And as soon as you said your name, like, it's fucking Skyrim. Yep. Uh, Here are the other
1: sounds. They were pretty, uh, I didn't want to go too difficult for this, but. Get your drawing, your weapon okay. sound, Fuss. and your foos.
2: Fuss. That one, the, the healing potion, the healing spell, always drives me insane because it's got this like tinkling in your hand. I don't know if it's like too tinny or it's too trebly or something, but I always have to put my healing hand away when I'm like just walking around because yeah, none you of the other that
1: ambient sound.
2: I'm with you a little bit on it. No, the other yeah. hands like do make any noises really, except for f- the fire one makes like a little burning, but that one's that one's not even really noticeable. But, oh, uh, just a Skyrim note.
0: Well, all I right. have to step it up. That's, too, that's <laughs> two. That's two nothing, Brandon. God. Two
1: nothing, Dave. Listen, if you get the, if Dave gets this well, next one, it's game over. Well, we're playing them all, but oh, we are playing them all. Um, okay. This next one might be a little tougher, but maybe not. We'll see. All right. This is sound effect number one from game number three. Uh, Dave.
2: Yes, Dave. That is a sound of a punch or kick landing in Street Fighter 2.
1: God damn it, Dave. How did you know <laughs> right? that? I thought that was concha. I was like, wow. Dave tickets the three zero sweeps. <laughs> okay, uh, Brian, I you... like
2: sound sound effects are so I don't know they're very uh, I don't know it's like when you like you smell something and you get taken back in time or like you hear like a song that you haven't heard in a long time and it brings you back like uh, just those little all right those well, little sound effects.
1: Dave yeah, officially I, won I nothing. <laughs> Dave officially won three zero, but Brandon, if you, you can get these next two for redemption. Uh, here's the other two sound effects for Street Fighter Two, by the way.
3: USSR. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Lord, you can... That's the that's the obvious oh, one. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I like this. one. All game. right, all right. Uh, sound effect number, well, game number four. Sound effect number one. Brandon is just playing for his pride here. Here we go. Ready. <laughs> <laughs> that's do we need do Do we need that again? So
2: yeah, please. I think
0: <clears throat>
1: <laughs> that's a good one.
0: <laughs> uh huh. I don't know this one. I'll I'll just I'm just gonna say Sea of Thieves. Incorrect.
2: I'm trying to think of games that you throw up in.
3: Uh.
2: Hmm. So it definitely sounds like somebody ch- up chucking pretty hard. Yeah. It's a double. It's a double chuck. Let's get that one more a time.
3: I'm <laughs> gonna
2: fucking gag. that is disgusting. Uh, I'll say uh, fable.
1: Incorrect. Okay. All right. All right. It's getting interesting. Okay. Number two. Here we go. <laughs> Brandon, yes, Brandon. Left for dead. That is correct.
2: Mmm, good one.
0: Yep, I knew you'd get that one. Well, that game, it's all about the sound. That's that game uses sound like I've never experienced before because you know what monster or enemy type is up there by the sound effect. So that was a boomer. That is a first boomer. One was a boomer. And, and let me this, guess. Yeah, what's the I, next one? What do you think it is, Brandon? I'm gonna guess it's gonna be the. Uh, like the, the 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 music that cues up when danger is about to happen. No, I want more classic than that. Ready? Pills, Pills here. <laughs> yep. Pills yep. here. Yep. Oh <laughs>
2: man, I okay. did not play enough
1: of that game. That was good. Okay, Brandon. Brandon's gained Whoa, what some. What the fuck? Why was that back. in there? All right, watch me get the next one. This one might be a little. T- it might be a little tougher. Easy on surface level you'll see what I mean I do need the specific game here though um okay last game here we go sound effect number one Brandon? yes Brandon Diablo 3 no but good guess I'm gonna say uh the new god of war no, but also a good guess. I considered having that one in here. It's just a boy. Boy. <laughs> so clearly, yes. Clearly some kind of chain whippy type thing.
0: Oh, I, I thought it was a potion being drank. My bad. Alright, next <laughs> sound. Okay, well, next sound. Ready? Oh, Brandon. Yes, Brandon. Castlevania? Oh, no. Oh, Incorrect. All right. it's, it's not one of those. Not one of those three D Castlevanias. Uh, all right. Well, this one's tough because I don't know which
2: one it is. Mm. I'm just gonna say, uh,
1: Mortal Kombat 11. That is incorrect.
0: Oh, it's a Mortal Kombat game. Oh, okay. I play haven't played God of War games, so I don't Play the I don't second play sound that.
2: effect again for Brandon. The second one? Yeah.
0: Fatality. Oh, okay. That's brutality, but brutality. A brutality? Oh. So Brandon, can I say my name yet? Sure. Is this Mortal Kombat? Um Annihilation? Is that what, what it was called? I don't no, know. there's like a, there's not. eleven of them. <laughs> yeah.
2: uh, Man, damn, I will, I'll oh, work we'll play, my way we'll back. We'll play the mind. last one.
1: Yeah, we'll play right. the last one. Right, ready? I mean, it's Mortal Kombat. We all know it, and love it. Gami
0: Lami ha? get over here! Yeah, huh. yeah. So is we it? know it's Mortal Kombat. So Scorpion. Okay, ten. Oh, is that Mortal Kombat Seven Scorpions performance? Well, actually, <laughs> no, in Mortal Kombat eight.
2: eight, he says "Get over here." In Mortal Kombat <laughs> Ten, he says "Get over here." Uh, I want the. Do you got? Do you have a soundboard up there? I want to hear the Raiden.
1: No, these are just the three that I pulled. Oh, I can do I'm, it for I you. I mean,
3: come me ha!
1: But I can do these two together.
0: Get over here.
2: <laughs> you can have this one brandon you can just keep guessing until you i don't know right. Mortal
1: Kombat four well, <laughs> okay well th- listen to the sound it's it's high quality
0: sound so it must be a, a right, mo- mortal combat well, i don't know i've only played like four of these things I the one know, that Kombat. you've played the most aren't they all the same it's the same fucking character no and they just fight what how are you about? dare you dude you have scorpion sub-zero luke Kang. uh Kung Lao. Those are uh, the boring guys. Sonia yes. and Jax and yeah, okay, you have like 12 it, characters and they fight each other in all of the games. It's I'll give you a hint. It's the same shit. It's what Dave
1: guessed, but minus
0: one. <laughs> what did he say? 11? 10. Mortal Kombat 10.
1: <laughs> that is correct. Mortal oh. that was Kombat was torturous... <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Brandon. I'm sorry that you did not get the sound effects.
0: Yeah, I'm more of a music guy. I don't know. I, I I do know my sound effects on some, but good job, Dave.
2: I like this one. I <laughs> you know I I'd, I'd, I'd do some uh some some chip tune music one of these times.
1: I do have a nice little soundboard going though. Like I got all these number keys hooked up and just uh pop them off. So it's fun. <laughs>
2: Start sliding those in.
1: Yeah. Right. Well, that was fun. Yeah. Maybe next time. I can hook it up with some video game music, but it was actually. I really- would like
0: to see you do like something like, like a shotgun shot because, it's like you see that you know or you don't right? Like he knew a fucking rupee sound. I I haven't played a fucking Zelda game in like thirty years. I have maybe I didn't play it enough. I had no fucking clue that was Zelda right, and I played those games, but if you do the shotgun shot, like is it Half Life? Is it Call of Duty? Was it? PUBG. Like there's so many it would be really cool to like kind of hear a weapon or a sound that's like in other games. But yeah, this you know, was our one specifically. Yeah. I was, this I was our test chance, run. Dave. This
1: was our test run, so I
0: didn't want to make it too hard, but and if we do it next I'm time, impressed. I'll, I'll make it a little bit harder. Uh well, I don't know if it's no, I think it was hard enough. I think Dave just knows his shit when it comes to sounds. <laughs> I was like, he knew specifically that was Skyrim. I was like, is it Skyrim? Is it Oblivion? Boom, he already knows. That was good.
2: Years and years of repetition. Learn through repetition, just like Memento.
0: Yeah, just like Lenny. Lenny! <laughs> Lenny! <laughs> All right, well, that was fun. Uh, I like the name of the game. I thought that was really cool. So, yeah. Uh, Congratulations, Dave. Thank you, thank you. Checks in the mail. What's... <laughs> What's on the schedule for next week? I believe that is Skyrim. Oh, my goodness. Okay. So say, I have spent so much time in that game, but ever since I got this update, I haven't really been able to play. It keeps crashing, but they just updated it. And then there's another update coming. It's weird, but I think I just got to just, you know, just delete everything and just start fresh, which is just pains me. It's to way do. to go. I'm hoping... Yeah, it's been so I mean, long though, it's probably good to get a like a good re regrounding
2: in it because after a while you just have so much shit. You have so many weapons, like
0: I want to fight with all of them at once. It's good to get a good good baseline. True. And there's reset. some new mods out there too. I just want to see the new mods. Um, yeah, if
2: you go into the I want to go into the creation club and just start like specifically hunting them down and doing them, I might have to do that for this. Okay. Yeah. Because uh like they're, they are pretty tucked away uh, if you look at, like, the descriptions on some of them. Like, you have to go to the specific bar in Solitude and read the specific book on a table, and, like, that'll start the quest for you. So it's going to take a little bit of diving to figure
0: out what's what, what's new, what's not new. Yeah, there's I know. The, the game's been out for 10 years. At, at this point, if you're listening and you've played the game, like, play refresh if you want. We're going to be digging into this game. There's a lot to talk about with Skyrim. I feel like we'll have to uh, restrain ourselves a little bit because
1: it could easily go into like a three hour episode because I know we all love this game.
0: It's definitely one of my favorite games of all time. So yeah, just just uh I would start now. Just kind of refresh yourself. There's so much content. Dabble with the mods if you want to or the story or just walk around just literally just go and just walk around. Something's bound to happen that's really cool. That's what's awesome about uh, Skyrim in the series. I mean, Oblivion was good and Morrowind was good, but uh, something about Skyrim, the chance of a dragon just showing up, some vampires fucking with you. That game is fantastic. Uh, We will be talking about that for the whole episode next week. So in the meantime, I think we can get out of here. Dave wants to sneak in some halo let's do it get a little bit in i need some practice apparently you need some practice yeah halo is fantastic all right let's get out of here peace out safe travels nomads
3: be happy there's nothing wrong with that we all do it who cares if there's a few little details you'd rather not remember what the fuck are you talking about I don't know your wife surviving the assault her not believing your condition the torment and, and pain and anguish tearing her up inside the insulin that's Sammy let me I told you about Sammy yeah right like you tell yourself over and over again Conditioning yourself to remember. Learning through repetition. Sammy let his wife kill herself. Sammy ended up in an
1: institution.
3: Sammy was a con man, a faker. I never said that Sammy was faking. Exposed him for what he was, a fraud. But I was wrong. That's the whole point. See, Sammy's wife came to me. Sammy didn't have a wife. It was your wife who had diabetes. Sure? Ouch. Cut it out. She wasn't diabetic. You think I don't know my own wife? The fuck is wrong with you? Well, I guess I can only make you remember the things you want to be true. Like old Jimmy down there. He's not the right guy. He was to you. Come on, you got your revenge. Enjoy it while you still remember. What difference does it make whether he was your guy or not? It makes all the difference. Why? You're never gonna know. Yes, I will. No, you won't. I will. Somehow, I'll You won't remember! When it's done, I will know. It'll be different. Well, I thought so, too. In fact, I was sure of it, but you didn't! That's right. The real John G. I helped you find him over a year ago. He's already dead. Don't lie to me anymore. Look, Lenny. I was the cop assigned to your wife's case. I believed you. I thought you deserved a chance for revenge. I'm the one that helped you find the other guy in your bathroom that night? The guy that cracked your skull and fucked your wife? We found him. You killed him. But you didn't remember. So I helped you. Start looking again. Looking for the guy you already killed. Oh, yeah? So who was he? Just some guy. I mean, does it even matter who? No reason, Lenny. No conspiracy, just bad fucking luck couple of junkies too strung out to realize your wife didn't live alone but when you killed them I I was so convinced that you'd remember but it didn't stick like nothing ever sticks like this won't stick I took that picture just when you did it look how happy you are I wanted to see that face again. Oh, gee, thanks. Fuck you. I gave you a reason to live, and you were more than happy to help. You don't want the truth. You make up your own truth, like your police file. It was complete when I gave it to you. Who took out the 12 pages? You, probably. No, it wasn't me. See, it was you. Why would I do that? To create a puzzle you could never solve. You know how many... How many towns, how many John G's or James G's? I mean, shit, Lenny, I'm a fucking John G. Your name's Teddy. My mother calls me Teddy. My name's John Edward Gamble. Cheer up, there's plenty of John G's for us to find.